Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1224 Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Shay. And we're here to talk to you about everything animation. This episode, we are talking about the long and anticipated movie we've all been waiting for. And that is... Scoob. Yay. Because, you know, we're, we love Scooby-Doo, right? And, you know, yeah. we, we needed that, like, relief from being in quarantine. I run a blog on Scooby-Doo. That's how much I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a part of it, too, but I didn't post anything. <laughs> don't do anything on there. I did not. But maybe I will. Maybe one day. Shout out to Coolsville Cove on Instagram, if you want to follow. <laughs> and Tumblr, technically. I just don't oh. post on there. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not active. <laughs> so. So Scoob came out recently on video on demand since movie theaters are closed as of now. And many people have a lot of thoughts about this film. I have a lot of thoughts about this film. We I'm all people. Do. <laughs> You're people. <laughs> people equals you. <laughs> Would you like yes. to specify about what Scoob is all about? Okay, so Scooby... No, geez, Scoob, because they want to be hip with the kids. Yeah, is basically about um Shaggy and Scooby. They get kidnapped by the Blue Falcon. It's not really a spoiler because they show in the trailers. <gasps> and basically, oh god, <laughs> why am I forgetting? <laughs> it's okay. Oh, but basically, they're trying to make sure like the world doesn't end because Dick Dastardly from Wacky Races shows up. Rick. Yeah. Oh, God. Dick? <laughs> that's, like, my least favorite joke in the whole movie. I'll get to it. Yes. Um. But, yeah, that's basically it. Also, like, I guess the rest of the gang's there. And I guess Simon Cowell's there. That's what the movie's all about, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's all it yeah. was. <laughs> this movie's bad. It, it really is. Um. And I'm someone who likes really bad movies. It's... Okay, I like watching bad movies too, but like this movie was bad to the point where I don't find it enjoyable. Yeah, it's like in that middle road. Um, so you have movies that are good, of course. Movies that are like okay, then yeah. movies that are like so bad that they're good. Like that's the scale, basically. Exactly. But this movie is like right in between normal bad and okay. So yeah. it's not even, like, super enjoyable. There's so many issues with the movie. Yeah, there um, there are a lot. I don't know where to start, but I guess we can just start with story for, in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. honestly, the thing with the story, this ties in the pacing, actually, a lot, um, too. Oh, definitely. Um, this movie goes by so fast, but not in, like, a good way. It's like, so the movie starts off and it's like Shaggy's like, I'm an only child. I'm sad and alone. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. That makes sense. <laughs> and know. then, like, he meets Scooby. But, like, the way they do it, like, the opening scene's really cool, but then they just kind of, like, flash by it. Kind really of. Quick. Yeah, and then, like, the Halloween scene happens, which is supposed to establish, like, how the game became friends, which I think they did, like, a decent job on. Yeah. But even then, that goes by really fast. Then you have, like, the tribute scene. That goes by fast. Then you have the scene where, like, 
it's supposed to like kind of kick off the plot um with Scooby and Shaggy leaving the gang because they're offended by what Simon Cowell had to say at like their investor meeting. I'm so and- confused. Like, why Simon Cowell in the first place? Okay, so thing about Scooby Doo in general, they're kind of known, especially in like I want to say like super recent times because they've been kind of they've been doing it since like Harlem Globetrotters, even like yeah. before that. So I'm not so much surprised at Simon Cowell. I'm more so upset with like the way they use Simon Cowell in the film. Oh, true. Because like it's like he's the reason why they left Mystery Inc. But also like like I don't think that like having him be like the breaking point for them was a bad idea. It was more so execution. Yeah, like because, how it was like, done well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, Just because I feel like if they want to make Simon's comment, like, the breaking straw of, like, Shaggy and Scooby leaving, the other, like, the rest of the gang should have said something beforehand, like, in a scene kind of, like, setting up that this is kind of, like, a tumultuous time within the group. And then they go to an investor meeting, and then Simon, like, says his, like, whole spiel, like, Fred's the tank. Daphne's the empath. I can never pronounce that word. He's like the empath. And Velma's the brains. And you're like, okay. Then he says, like, like, Scooby and Shaggy are useless. Or even vice versa. Like, I actually think if the, if they have, like, the gang, um, after, like, the whole investment meeting say something, then it would have, like, really hit to Shaggy and Scooby, like, oh man, we're really not wanted. We're useless. And then they, go off on their own like i just think that would have worked much better yeah definitely i feel like they could have stretched it out more like in terms of how shaggy and scooby were gonna overcome this and like how it'll break the gang um and i agreed with the fact that it was paced really fast to the point where i just did not know what is happening at that point like like just after Shaggy and Scooby leaving and they arrive at the bowling alley because they're sad and stuff and then they just get captured by um cap well what was his name again <laughs> Blue Falcon Dick Dastard- oh yeah so oh, there's yeah. Blue Falcon yeah um but like Dick Dastardly had like all the little robots oh true um, yeah okay at yeah. the bowling alley oh wait I guess for like people who are confused about like who Dick Dastardly and Blue Falcon are they are previous Hanna-Barbera characters. I'm, like, blanking on Blue Falcon if he exactly is one or not. Please remind me, but I know Dick Dastley is from Wacky Races. Yeah. And the reason why they're in this film is because they're, there was, they're supposed to be a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. And, like, yeah. the original concept of Scoob was more so supposed to be kind of like an Avengers-type team-up. Mm-hmm. Also, Captain Caveman's in it, and, like, another character... She's like the Blue Falcon's um, sidekick, and I don't remember her name. I, her name is Dee Dee, but I don't remember where she's from. Oh, okay. Well, see, like you told me that, and it made so much sense that they were doing like a um, cinematic universe type thing. But like, it just didn't feel right for like the ultimate like Scooby Doo movie, like that, like w- that got a lot of press and stuff like that. I, it yeah. just felt really off for me, and, um, like, there are, like, a lot of fans who know Hanna-Barbera, like, characters and stuff like that, but it just, for for an audience that doesn't 
necessarily know these characters and also new audiences, I feel like it would be really confusing, especially for like an establishing um blockbuster like Scooby Doo film of the year or whatever. Yeah, I think honestly, if they really want to do that, they should have just went with the original concept. Yeah. Or they should have done like kind of not put as many Hanna Barbera characters in one film that aren't part of Scooby Doo universe because we got like full no five characters technically. So many. Yeah. Like, it didn't like, feel like a Scooby Doo movie anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why it didn't feel like a Scooby Doo movie. Yeah. Um like I guess sorry. Between no, go ahead. like no, I'm like <laughs> My brain is not it's working. It's okay. We're, like, my brain just stopped working immediately after I watched that movie with my brother. Like, we were we were just so... <laughs> we At lost least so you many watched it with someone. I was alone in watching it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We and then I go to my too. mom and explain everything, and she's like, this is <laughs> stupid. She's like, I knew that movie would be bad. <laughs> I had so much hopes for that film. <laughs> yeah it, it all just went down in the trash yeah i oh i know how like the pacing probably would have been fixed if they didn't spend every like every second that they do like a really stupid pandering joke um they could have just put in some character development or like more establishing like how the characters are within Facts. this universe yeah no i totally agree the jokes were f- really flat and they like tried so hard to pander to like this generation by saying like really like quote-unquote like hip like things this is ikea (laughs) Ah, ikea i i thought it was a little funny but like other than that like shaggy and scooby singing shallow in front of simon cowell ah funny yeah that's great simon cowell's a judge on american idol and x factor that's why they're singing and America's Got Talent. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, I don't watch any of these shows Me anymore. So like, <laughs> it's okay. Like, I didn't mind Simon Cowell, but like, definitely what you said. Like, if they, he could have, if it, if it wasn't for him to be immediately the breaking point of where Shaggy and Scooby leave the gig, I would have been okay with Simon Cowell. Yeah. Uh, okay. Scoob is like. The tethered version of Shrek 2, basically, is what we're saying. It's like, yeah, Simon Cowell's there, but it's not funny. They have a bunch yeah. of pop, like, nothing's working. The characters, oh, oh my god, the characters. <sighs> the characters. Like, all of them? Like, Oh, yeah, I'm about to, like, break this yeah. down. I'm. Let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> I've watched too much Scooby-Doo media for me not to break down the characters of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Same. Okay. Yeah. Who's our first? Who's our first victim? <laughs> um. Honestly, I have to talk about Scoob and Shaggy because they're like really the only ones who get like most of their stuff fleshed out, and even then, it's really bad. Yeah. Like there's barely like, anything. Yeah. Like as I said, like earlier in the podcast, like a lot of movies kind of like about how um like just Shaggy and Scooby discovering their self worth and like. They established in, like, the first scene, of course, like, hey, Shaggy always feels alone. But, like, throughout the movie, they do such a bad job of, like, conveying that when Scooby, um, like, joins the Blue Falcon. 
And it's like, oh, now they're not friends. Like the way they, the way they write, since everything's so fast, like you don't un- like feel that emotional weight. You don't, you're not like, oh nope. man, they're not friends anymore. Right. It just, like the decisions that they even make just make no sense to me at all. And like, I felt no sympathy whatsoever because of how fast like they they just went on with the movie yeah i don't know like even then when like shaggy and scooby are together like i get that they're both kind of like part of like one archetype of character but like even then i didn't feel like they were friends (laughs) completely like in the movie itself yeah i felt like the chemistry was off dang yeah no i totally get it um, I don't know. I just, this movie did not make me feel like, like, like I said, a Scooby-Doo movie because it just lacked the personality that Scooby-Doo, like, in general, like, in shows and other films had. And this just did not, like, sell it for me. And I know that it didn't sell for, like, a lot of other audiences as well. Yeah, I think the other part of the reason of this is because they split up the gang for like the whole movie exactly um, like right e- immediately yeah no like um i guess for frame of reference when scooby and shaggy leave it was like what 15 or 20 minutes into the movie and the movie's like yeah. an hour and a half long yep and like the most interaction you get with all of the gang is literally like when they're kids as in the halloween sequence that's it and you're just kind of sitting there like, what? Like, okay, you want to see how it's going to develop, but then you're like, oh my god, they're like separated, separated. Yeah. It's not even like, um, because like the gang being split up isn't even like a new concept in Scooby-Doo like media, because they've done it in Mystery Inc. And yeah. I'm pretty sure they've done it in like, uh, I, yeah, in the um 90s movies, they've done it like technically. And those felt more emotional. Like, you can argue that, um, especially with Mystery Inc., since Mystery Inc. is a whole show, yes. they have more time to really, like, flesh out, like, well everything. But even then, like, they split up, like, in the first season of Mystery Inc. And, like, that arc felt more emotional than this whole movie. Dang. Where, like, you you have even more history behind Scooby-Doo. And it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It it just didn't feel right to me. Like yeah. I, I know I've been saying this so many times, but like it there's so many things wrong with this film and just like how they executed like the characters and it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Even especially at the fact that like they replaced like the voice actors with like just celebrities and honestly, I feel like this movie was just for, like, the cash grab, to be honest. I get... I'm trying to figure out a way for me to phrase it. Yeah. Um, like, you can tell that, like, even the voice actors didn't have any passion. Like, I have my own issues with, like, one voice actress. Um, like, I... Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, which one? <laughs> You know which one. Oh, I know. You know which one. <laughs> I can't say her name. 
We can't. Um, well. <laughs> but I think just, like, in comedy with the script and then, like, just the voice acting not being, like, the best. Right. It really, like, emphasized, like, oh, God, this is, like, a lackluster movie. And even then, like, like, I don't even know who to, like, blame in that situation either because I'm, like, with the rest of the gang, so, like, Velma, Daphne, and Fred, they barely have any lines. So it's, like, on one hand, I can understand that the voice actors didn't have, like, weren't passionate because they didn't have, like, the opportunity to really put in character. Or if it's, like, or they just still didn't try enough, you know? Right. Um. Yeah, their performances fell really flat. And, like, the fact that their original voice actors were replaced by celebrities and i'm okay with like you know if they wanted like new voices for characters as long as the performance had that same passion and character then i would be okay with it but this uh specific performance in scoop just didn't feel right and it i i don't know <laughs> like yeah it just lacked the passion and um, character and charm that um, developed, like, these characters in the movie. Yeah, I- sorry. I'm I'm trying my best not to actually go on, like, a rant rant. Like, I'm pretty low energy right now, actually. Oh, no, you're fine. But, um, there's just, like, certain things in the movie that, like, I don't know. So, like, yeah. I guess going back to character, so, of course, Fred, Daphne, and Velma barely get any, like, character moments. And, like, even then, I feel like the way that they wrote their characters kind of backtracked on, like, the new establishment of the characters in, like, recent shows and, like, movies. Um, yeah. Or maybe it's just because of my personal interpretation of Scooby-Doo, of the Scooby-Doo franchise, like, it might be different from others, of course, but, like, I've always kind of interpreted, well, not always, but especially with more recent media, I'm like, Fred's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know, like, it's hard to talk about characters in this movie just because there is no character. There is no, it's empty, like, <laughs> if, if you could describe Scoob in one word, it's just empty. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, just eat that. <laughs> again, literally every time that Blue Falcon, which by the way, it's not even like actual Blue Falcon, it's Blue Falcon's son named Brian, oh which I hate God. that name, by the way. I'm sorry if your name's Brian, but I hate that name. Right. F like, Brian, man. Yeah, no, he's a Brian. <laughs> he's like, a Brian. <laughs> honestly, most of the movie could have been solved if you just not have Blue Falcon in it, and it was just the and Dynamut. I agree. Who they're, like, the best characters in the whole movie because they all have, like, a brain. Yeah, true. I mean, I I liked Dino-Mutt and Dee Dee, but, like, I feel like they just did not fit in a Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> like, yeah. all of this just did not fit for a Scooby-Doo movie, and that's what made me so mad. <laughs> I think, okay, literally, most of my thoughts with the Scooby-Doo movie is just stuff I would change. In order yeah. to make it somewhat competent, because that's all my notes, because my brain refused to process a lot of stuff within that movie. 
because when it did, my brain started to hurt. And then I remembered I had no brain. So that's really saying something. That's a mood. It happens. (laughs) So basically, I think that if they just kind of did like the alien movie from the early 2000s over again, it would have worked much better than it just being like Blue Falcon, Dick Dastardly, like robot thing. Yeah. Or, wait, hold on. Sorry, I have notes. I have notes. It's okay. Take your time. <laughs> um, take my time. Ha! <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, no, that's really it. Or, like, if they did something like um, a pup named Scooby-Doo for the whole movie, so, like, them being kids for the whole movie, which I know is a controversial take, but honestly, I just, I like the kids, the kid part so much, because I thought it was really cute. Yeah, the and kid like, part was really nice. Yeah. Or Scooby-Doo movie where, like, they kind of go through different phases of each of the gang's lives. Like, vignettes. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm. This is very art housey. I feel. But no, you're I, good. I think, like, that would have been very interesting. Just mm-hmm. because, okay, you get them when they're kids and, like, you kind of see the forming of Mystery Inc. Then, like, you see them as, like, pre-teens. Then, like, teenagers, they have, like, a falling out or something. Then, like, they're young adults and they get back together. And they solve a mystery there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, mean, I just want Scooby-Doo without the mystery. That feels like a crime. That is a crime. Wait. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Wait. <laughs> or. <laughs> I. I'm just trying to think. Like, that would be pretty cool. I just, I don't know. Scoob just really did lack the mystery, like, element to it. Yeah, there was no mystery in Scoob, because you knew what the mystery was the whole time. Yeah, Scooby was just some type of prophecy or whatever, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, the so the whole, like, mystery was more so, like, who, there really is no mystery, because, like- Empty! Yeah, like, okay, honestly, the closest thing to the mystery was, like, why did Dick Dastardly need Scooby? That was it. That was the whole mystery. And that was solved in, like, five minutes. See, empty and quick. Like, (laughs) it's like taking a quick, like, chug at at a Coca-Cola and then just eating it. Like, that's what Scoob felt like. (laughs) It's like the scene from Sorry to Bother You. You start throwing the cans at people. (laughs) Um... I need but to see that I just, still. Oh my, you should. We yeah. will never talk about it on this podcast, but it's a really good movie. You would enjoy it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's about I'll check it out. <laughs> I gotta watch it in my um class, like my in high school. And you. Yeah, we had to analyze it through a Marxist lens. Oh my god. Because we're spicy. That is pretty spicy. Yeah, anyways, back to Scoob. Anyways. <laughs> um, oh, other ways I think that the movie could have been really cool. Um, this is about to get into the, the design portion of the of the podcast, which is just yes. me rambling on forever and ever. No, you're good. Um, Go ahead. But I think the movie would have been even cooler if it was in Claymation. Hmm. Interesting Be- take. Because, like, okay, in the American media... We view claymation as like the spooky 
like medium like you really only reserve it for like I feel like scary stories or Christmas stuff yeah even though it's not necessarily a medium for that but I think it would claymation would have been really cool for Scooby-Doo since it is a mystery series right or at least do like the same technique as in Spider-Verse where like at times you think it's like claymation but really isn't yeah or stop motion I should say just because I feel like it would add a little bit more spice to the animation. Or, um, I have issues with the animation is what I'm saying. Same. Um, it's okay. Like, I think it's fine for the purpose is that it needs to have. Mm-hmm. But, like, at times when they're trying to do slapstick, it's not, like, landing. And it's not, like, as snappy as it should be. Like, yeah. I think that they should have done a more Hotel Transylvania approach where they use a lot of 2D methods um, to convey within the um, in the film. So, like, if you ever watch Hotel Transylvania, you'll notice that, like, a lot of animation is very bouncy and, like, very remnant of um, traditional anime, like, traditional 2D animation, um, where characters are, like, basically contorting their bodies in a way to emphasize movement. Yeah. And so, I think that Scoob would have really benefited from that because there's some scenes where, like, they're trying to, like, run. Like, there's a very specific scene where, like, they're running and they're doing kind of, like, the same thing, like, in the cartoons. Yeah. And then, that's the other thing. The Scoob movie doesn't have any, like, punchiness to it. It's so boring. Like, because it it's so dialogue heavy. Like, even, like, the fight scene's really boring. What and fight like, scene? The laser one. That Like, that's the part where, like, um, Dick Dastry kept saying his name over and over. Oh, the mirror <laughs> like, one? No, it's like, <laughs> so you know how the mirror scene is, like, in between that fight scene with, like, Dynamut, Dee Dee, and, like, the alien? Like, not aliens, the robots, and they're all shooting lasers at each other? Oh, yeah. Okay, you see, I... I low-key kind of was, like, going back and forth on my phone while, like, <laughs> watching the movie because it, like, it just lacked everything. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just done. I'm just gonna, like, you know, <laughs> observe while I'm just on my phone, which is maybe a little unprofessional of me, but, like, I I was still paying attention either way. <laughs> yeah, like, I just think certain scenes where it should have been more, like, crazy and, like, dynamic, it just was yeah. so boring like even the scene where like they're playing of all songs by the way there's pop songs in here ew and the one that really threw me off so they played outcasts um bombs over baghdad while like they're flying the ship and i was like is that bomb i wasn't focused on like it being a dynamic like ship like um like flying scene because they're like crashing i was like is that bombs over baghdad why do they have bombs over Baghdad in the <laughs> Scooby-Doo movie? That makes no sense at all. Oh my god. Um, I, and the soundtrack was so trash. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the best song in the soundtrack was the ending song, even though I think the ending song's really boring. <laughs> out of all the boring songs, this was the okay boring out of, like, all the other ones. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I got the reason why they used it, because it's like, I have a chill group, but I was like, this is too chill. Where's this needs some more spice. I'm sorry. It really did. This it... soup isn't spicy. I don't like it. 
Yeah. It it was it wasn't even hot either. It was it was just cold. Cold soup. Um and even the score itself just felt so off to to the point where it's at this point, you know, just for the like the cash grab and the clout. Yeah. Like it's very popish and I was like this this ain't a Scooby Doo movie. This ain't it. Again to compare to Shrek two. Because <laughs> Shrek 2 use it, utilizes all its pop music very well. Yes. And every time that they use it, it has, like, a meaning within the story. Yes, I purpose. want to keep talking about Shrek 2, because I recently watched it right before I watched Scoob, actually. <laughs> and I love that movie. <laughs> yes, it's like the holy, like, the, the, the holy, like, animation movie. <laughs> yeah, I tell people, like, I don't know what exactly is the third in the trilogy, but Shrek 2 and Spider-Verse are, like, They're like S-tier. They are S-tier. Not just because they start with S. Not because my <laughs> name has a bunch of S's in it. But legitimately, they are great movies. And dare I say some of the best anime movies of all time. Period. Um, You said it. Just yeah. let it Anyways, out. Anyways, back, back to Shrek 2 and soundtrack. Like, Shrek 2, every time they use a song, there's, like a good sense of like what the scene is and like what the meaning of the song is in correlation with that scene like even not so much with like lyrics like well in track two they put a lot of emphasis on lyrics and like tone relating to the scene but like i don't care as much about lyrics with um film stuff more than like the energy and like the energy in scoob's music just isn't good like Spotify recommended me one of the songs from Scoo by Rico Nasty, of all people. Oh my god. And I was, like, honestly, I was like, oh, Rico Nasty did a song for Scoo? Like, I hope she does, like, a really good job. That song was boring. And that's weird, because <laughs> Rico Nasty stuff is crazy. Right, that's She so goes wild. hard. I didn't. I didn't even know that Rico Nasty had a song on Scoo. I don't think they... I don't know if they played in the movie or not, because that's how detached I am from it. Yeah, I I just feel like at this point, it just lacked the the heart that it was supposed to show, but, like, it just didn't. The whole time they were, like, Scooby and Shaggy on their heart, and I'm like, no, they're not. Not in no, this not. movie. Right. I was not convinced at all. Um, I was not convinced about anything in that movie. Like, I don't... Exactly. I don't understand... Okay. So I guess it's going back to my personal interpretation of the Scooby-Doo gang, right? So, like, Simon basically splits them up into different, like, types of, like, um, a team. So Fred's supposed to be the tank slash muscle. Velma is the brain. Daphne is the, em- the empath. And then Scooby and Shaggy are supposed to be the heart. But, like, my mind is like, wait, isn't, like, an empath kind of technically the heart? So, like, what's the point, you know? Am I just stupid? I mean, I am, but, like, is it... No, not. <laughs> am I not understanding, like, what he means? Right. And, like, this isn't, like, part of my personal interpretation, because, again, I don't... Like, I don't necessarily think that Fred is, like, the... I mean, he's somewhat the muscle. But I don't think you could really, like, split the gang up, like, that easily into categories. Right. They overlap. And all, um, yeah, no. Because, like, 
I think the only one that's always like sure it's like yeah Velma's the brain of the operation but the thing is Velma's more book smart if anything and then Fred's like more like the inventor type yeah he's like, more like hands-on type like smart yeah like I don't like Fred doesn't like more so think about the way he thinks is more like um how can we like capture the villain or like how can we do something right in the moment versus Velma where I think she's more long-term with how she plans things. Yeah. And then like Daphne, Daphne's always, it just depends on your interpretation of Daphne too, as well as the other characters. Cause I'm like, yeah, Daphne's the heart of the team. But at the same time, Daphne's also really smart. <laughs> yeah. That they're all smart. <laughs> like, yeah. They're all smart. In their That's own the way. Thing. Exactly. Like, in their own type of category of what smart is, because being like smart is like, in, you could be smart in one thing, but then someone else can be smart in another thing. Like, it just depends. Like, you can't just categorize the gang like that, Simon Cowell. Yeah, like, I think it would have been a better, like, thing if they're like, nah, we can't really be put into categories because that's kind of stupid. That's dumb. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking too much about it. No. Um. Also, good. um, Shaggy's the muscle because that man runs faster than Usain Bolt. It's been confirmed <laughs> in like previous movies. Oh my god! Like <laughs> he it's he been runs confirmed. hella quick. I mean, yeah, no. Also, Scooby though too. Like, see this yeah. man running behind him. Like there was there was a Scooby Doo movie where they go to Olympic to the Olympics and then Shaggy starts running because he got scared and they're like, "Yo, you should join the Olympics." And he did. <laughs> And then Fred's pressed the whole time because oh there's this new guy. There's this like, <laughs> Olympic guy who's hitting on Daphne. <laughs> Fred's oh like, I'm going to join the Olympics. That's so crazy. Fred doesn't get in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I can talk about just Scooby-Doo in general for like a very long time. Um, That's valid. <laughs> anyways, back to Scoob, I guess. Um... So, I actually posted a review about it, like, a few days ago. Like, right after I watched it, I wrote one. Yeah, I saw and, it. like, yeah, it, it's an okay review. I, I wrote it when I was That's half nice. asleep, so I don't think it's that bad. Um, <laughs> But one of the people said, I think it would be more interesting to explain the Greek mythology part of it a bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah. by the way, um, in Scoob, there's a portal to hell. Um, which isn't the movie, like, there's, like, within the movie, there's actually a plot point about there being yeah. a portal to hell. <laughs> and so, um... They said the H word. Yeah, no, they don't, they say the underworld, but, like... I think Velma says hell, like, one time. And I was, good. And, like, my brother and I started freaking out. Because <laughs> we're, like, five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. More tangents, because this movie, like problem with Scoob is, like, you start remembering a lot of stuff about it, so you have to start, like, quickly, like, saying stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> the other re- issue I have with the dialogue in Scoob is that, no- like, no one says their own catchphrase. Everyone else says, the uh, like, another oh catchphrase. God. And it's so annoying. What? Are you serious? I didn't yes. realize that. Oh my yeah, because, um, I think so Scoob says jink. No, it's either Scoob or Daphne says jinkies. Or Fred, like, everyone except Velma says Jinky, someone said, um, Jeepers. I'm pretty sure Fred said Jeepers. I don't 
think Shaggy said Zoinks at all. And I think Fred did say let's split up gang, but I don't think that's his real catchphrase. In my no, opinion, it's not. okay. It's I know pe- <laughs> not even. Here. Here's my hot take. Let him not say really. it. I mean he did say it in the commercial. True. Um But people say that um people say that Fred's catchphrase is let's split up gang, right? Or whatever. I think that his true catchphrase is treasure because he says that all the time and he says it so weirdly <laughs> that like, it feels throughout different movies or like oh yeah like no it's just like the way um his voice is because if you notice like treasure. I don't yeah he says treasure he doesn't say <laughs> yeah, treasure he says treasure which is just because of his voice um and so that. <laughs> yeah, so it was, like, weird for me to, like, hear... One, it was he- weird for me to hear, like, different people voice these characters. Especially Shaggy. Like, with the other characters, I think you could get, like, around it a bit more. Just because, like, Shaggy's voice is so distinctive. <laughs> Same thing with Scooby. Like, those two. Their voices are so distinctive that, like, the normal person no- more so noticed that their voices were different versus everyone else's. Well, I'm over here just, like, everyone's voice is different. This is weird and uncomfortable to watch. Let me out. Please let me out. Let me out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I understand that they might have tried to do a different approach to, like, the gang. But it just, it did not feel right to me. It felt really lazy. I did not have any any emotion for these characters i did not find them enjoyable it it just seemed as if they just hired people who did not know about scooby-doo and just like just threw like all the good concepts of scooby-doo in the trash yeah i i'm sorry i keep going back to characters and stuff no you're good and like it bothers me i guess more so i'm thinking about characters i know i'm sorry i'm all over the place like it's okay. I kind of wanted to go back to, like, designs in general, because I've seen a few photos on Twitter about, like, the, um, like, the, what's it called? The d- the development designs or whatever? I and... didn't even see those. Oh, okay. I, I, I might did... send it to you. Wait, no, I think I did, because they're more in line with the early 2000 live-action movies, right? Yes, or something similar to that. Like, yeah, like they just made like the live action like ones a little more cartoony. I don't know how to explain it, but it it looked so much better than like the final like product of what Scoop is. And mm. I I just did not understand why like the concept yeah the concept drawings were not like put in as like. The final development, which pissed me off. But there's also, like, in the beginning of the scene where the gang was, like, sitting down and meeting with Simon Cowell. Like, before that, like, um, someone tweeted that, like, there, there, there were, like, Velma and Daphne were, like, holding glasses. And Velma's glass was, like, just like a cup. Like, you couldn't see the liquid. While mm-hmm. Velma's was, like, really empty. And um, they described, like, how, like... The details were very lazy. I might, and I might just be like, you know, pulling, pulling too hard about this, but like, yeah, um, I, I don't know. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um. Yeah. Like, design wise, I thought like 
the movie itself, it looks fine, but, like, just certain things, like, really, like, bothered me. Like, how empty everything felt. Yeah. Um, especially, so they're in Venice Beach, which I should actually look up the location, but I know Venice Beach is usually, like, not, like, crazy crowded, but, like, there is some, like, more population stuff going on, I feel. Um, I don't know. Like, then, like, the cafe felt super empty. The bowling alley felt super empty, which, like, really messed with me. Yeah. Why was um, it empty? Why aren't there people? Where are the people? I do not know. <laughs> like, oh, it is in Florida. I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that either. <laughs> or there's a cow. Wait. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. It. It's in... Whatever. No, it's in, there's... There's California. Yeah. California, Venice Beach. Yeah, someone said that right. there was one Florida. Um, oh. I'm sorry, this is like my nitpicky thing. I feel like the um Scooby thing, like the Scooby Doo movies take place in Florida. I know that's not the case for all of them, but these characters that would give make sense. Yeah, they give off like either Midwestern or like Florida energy. Yeah. Because I've been to Florida one time. <laughs> I have too. Um, and I didn't oh, nice. go outside, so. Because <laughs> there was a hailstorm. Oh no! Um, I'm sorry, back to character design. Like, I thought, th- or just design in general, I felt like some pl- like some scenes were too empty, even when, like, they were supposed to be kind of empty, but, like, they lacked personality. Like, the junkyard carnival place. I felt like was oddly empty like for what yeah. it was supposed to be um then of course again the cafe I felt like was a bit too empty like just sound wise too because you didn't really hear people in the background then the bowling alley only had like three people in it which made no sense to me it didn't I, yeah. I mean at least if they specified it was like what like at night time or like well there are people still bowling at night but like two o'clock like, in the what? morning right if it's 3 a.m then like i'd be like oh okay but they didn't really specify anything and it was empty so i just felt as if like this this was lazy and to the whole movie in general obviously yeah i also think i think the only time where like i felt like the emptiness made sense but i still think it was kind of stupid was the blue falcon ship because, like, okay, I get it. There's only three people. They're supposed to be, like, this big, fancy ship. But there wasn't even... And, like, I get also supposed to be more, like, modern futuristic where there are no visible buttons. Everything's more touchscreen-based. But still, it was, like, it felt so empty. And I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. Like, they're saying, oh, this is Ikea. No, Ikea has, like, a lot of stuff in it, actually. <laughs> right. Like, it's Ikea, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, like, I I didn't understand, like, I understand, like, the ship being more empty than, like, all the other places, but still I felt like this is very, like, I don't want to say lazy design, because I'm not, I'm not, like, super aspiring to be a prop designer, yeah. Um, but I felt like there could have been more personality within the ship, or, like, like, there's nothing wrong with more textures. I'm a firm believer in textures, <laughs> and I just think, it like, depends. maybe, they, yeah, like, it should have either had, like, more, like, um, stuff going on just structurally versus just, like, curvy, 
flat blue. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then I guess character designs. Um, character design wise, everyone looks okay. I think it's weird. Simon Cowell looks really realistic. He's like in a different style. <laughs> he looks so cursed else. to me. Yeah, like it looks like Simon Cowell. Like if they're going like more realistic with like everyone else, I don't think it will look that bad. But like he's like the most realistic looking out of everyone else because everyone else has like really weird proportion. Not weird proportions, but like if you look at certain characters, they definitely have more like exaggerated proportions than Simon Cowell. It's the scariest thing. Yeah. Again, I... back to Shrek 2. I'm sorry. Wait. No, go ahead. <laughs> back to Shrek 2. Simon Cowell's design fit with the rest of the characters because in yeah. Shrek 2, they already established that, like, okay. Also, he's, like, the only human, and even then, like, next to the other, like, human humans, he doesn't look weird. He looks like he fits in that world. Versus here, we're, like, everyone's a human except for like scooby and like dynamut and the robots that he looks so out of place among everyone else because everyone else looks like made to be like a toy basically and yeah he looks realistic too realistic yeah i was kind of scared i'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) i have no thoughts i just they're empty. Like the, like I said, this movie's just empty. Um, but um Motley's design was cute. I think he was adorable. That's it. I'm sorry who I couldn't hear. Oh, Motley? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like honest his sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> like out of all the designs, I think that like them as kids were the most effective. Um Maybe I just want to put new Scooby Doo movie. Maybe that's what I want. I don't know. Um, Probably, it would make sense. <laughs> yeah, like I thought that like it was really cute that Velma had braces. That yeah. was adorable. Um, I just think like Shaggy's kid design is like just really good. Like it's very simple and it's not like anything new. Like it's literally like, his design from a pup new Scooby Doo. I rhymed. Um. <laughs> bars <laughs> but like i just felt like I, I don't know i felt like they were just really good designs for that one segment versus yeah. like when they became older because i felt especially like shaggy and fred like the male characters feel really weird because they're also like i don't want to say more realistic looking because they're not but like it's definitely i was like the girls are supposed to be made more into like fashion dolls um, and so, like, that's why they have, like, the bigger eyes and stuff, which, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> just watching that movie. <laughs> I, I just don't know either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also hate the new van design. Not the one throughout the film. The one at the very end. I hate the it. One? Yeah, oh, I hate yeah. it. I see no different. Wasn't it like a Tesla or something? Yeah, basically, like a- it's a Tesla version of like the mystery machine. So it's like super curvy and like I hate it. It looks so ugly. Oh <laughs> it looks God. so ugly. I don't even remember what it looks like, but I'll believe you because I just did not care what happened in this film. 
I'll send it. Hold on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I guess for me, it's. I just wish they could have fleshed things out more instead of rushing things. That's just like, that's just my huge problem with it. Because if the pacing is really fast, and if you're not gonna make the effort to pace things out, like your movie is just gonna be like trash the whole time and that's me saying as a film major you know yeah (laughs) um i i really like the kids scene i feel like that was the only thing that gave me the tiniest a bit of emotion because of how cute they were and they did put effort into those designs like like when they were like uh when they met on halloween um yeah also, the segment, which was supposed to be like, oh my god, nostalgia, whoa, oh my god, Scooby-Doo, the theme song. I I did not like the song. Like, sure, like, the segments were, were pretty cool. I did not like the song. They, yeah, they it was it okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I think the cover was okay. Um, I just didn't, I think, like, just other things in the movie made me angrier. And I was like, you know what, I expected this. So yeah, eh, eh. it's fine. If you, if you were to rate this from one to five, um, Scooby snacks, what would you rate it? You see, I thought you were gonna do a scale from one to ten. So now oh. I have. To, you, um, you could we could do ten. <laughs> no, you could do five. I just have to divide right. stuff. Um, I would <laughs> give it. Yeah. So I would probably give it like. 1.5 Scooby Snacks valid to a 2 Scooby Snacks out of 5. So valid. Aw, cute. Um, I did a review as well, but it was like sort of half-assed because, you know, it was on an Instagram story, but I gave it 1 out of 5 out of 5 Scooby Snacks. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you know, if we ever talk with Scooby Doo again, we should do like a good movie. The good one, <laughs> please. Or like, I wouldn't mind just talk about Scooby Doo in general at some point. Oh yeah, definitely. Let us know in the comments below if you want us to review other good Scooby Doo movies and or shows, or like anything that's so bad that's good because I have more enjoyment. Exactly. Out of that. <laughs> Scoob was such a disappointment and I was really hyped for it. Like me and my roommate at we the all. time, like since we were both animation majors, we were both like talking about it. Especially when they released the character designs, we were like really hyped. And then um I was like because they only really showed one trailer too. That's the other thing. I don't yeah. think that the movie had like really bad marketing, but like Honestly, if you watch the trailers, you technically watched, like, half the movie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> That's it! Um, That's literally it! Yeah, like, I'm glad that they didn't, like, reveal the whole Greek mythology thing in the trailers. At least the ones I've seen. But, like... I wish that this movie was just better. I really had so much high hopes. I definitely was really excited for this film as well. And, like... The trailer really, like, sold me. But then, like, just after watching it, it was such a huge letdown for me. Because, like, I was I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you, Scoop. What happened? 
yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts? WB, please let me onto the Scooby Doo Two team, please. Let me in too. Let me in. <laughs> let me in. I'm gonna give the people what they want. Wait, no, no, I won't. I I just remember <laughs> they gave me what I wanted for two zero point two seconds in the movie. Can't oh, what believe was it? the ascot. <laughs> Oh my god. I You see, I was really happy when I saw that scene. But then, then it disappeared. Which it, it was gone. Funnier. <laughs> I like my hopes were up there when that happened and then it went back down. Yeah. <laughs> to the same level. I guess oh, I guess my final thoughts I like just once I forgot to mention, um I wish that they established that Fred really loves his van to the point where he he would date it a bit more. Yeah. I just wish they were more wittier at the like decisions and jokes that they make in the film itself. I and, wish yeah. like they didn't do that whole mirror scene because it wasn't funny. <laughs> I thought visually it, was... it looked cool, but like, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I've seen a few memes, and I'm just I'm so over it. <laughs> and like... and that scene when Shaggy came back from hell. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. Speaking of rushed, that scene. Like, what? Why? Why? I, I don't know. Just let him... Just let him stay in hell. <laughs> let him stay in hell. You should have used it as a cliffhanger. <laughs> or just the ending, Shaggy just ends up in hell. And that's the end of Scoob. What's Yeah, girl? no, and he like said in like, the last line, like, like, zonk Scoob, and it ends. <laughs> Roll credits? Yeah. Or, oh my actually, God. no, it would be funny if it ended with Rut Row. Rut Row? <laughs> oh my god. Let, let's just remake Scoob. <laughs> Honestly, between that and also just, like, me trying to make a Wes Anderson-style horror movie, let's do it. I have nothing to do. Let's go. <laughs> Alright. Um... But anyways, mm. is that all? Yeah. Same. Don't want to suffer anymore. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> we just had to let it out, you know? Um, but anyways, thank you all for listening to our thoughts on Scoob at the 1224 podcast. I'm Kate. I'm, I'm Shay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it, I'm dead inside or something. That too. <laughs> that's such a mood um please let us know about your thoughts about scoob in the comments below and um you know whether or not you think this is a great movie or not yeah but what's it, your, your thoughts favorite... are probably isn't oh sorry no go ahead no sorry. i want to know what are people's favorite um scooby Doo media um mine's a zombie island because i'm basic oh True. I haven't seen a lot actually. I I need to rewatch some actually. I I really like Mr. Incorporated, and I was about to say that I'm basic for that. Oh, Mr. Incorporated's honestly like the best one, especially if you're a Fred fan. Yes, it's the best one. Fred, Fred fans loves them. Trap. Rise up! <laughs> Stop. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but anyways. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye. I'm suffering. <laughs>